This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday. It's 11 o'clock. And it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. With your host, Armitage. What else could I play as I lie in bed, sleeping off the effects of this afternoon's operation? But the New York Dolls and their version of Pills. Evening, you oak-bothering individuals. Uncle Armitage here in a pre-recorded manner. Uh, next week's might also be the same. It all depends on my recovery period. I'm still glad that I'll be missing the super suckers and the hit priests at the 100 Club on Sunday. But I'll catch up with the uh, dipshits at Dingwalls on the 14th of February. No way, Valentine's Day. A pox on you, you 33-year relationship.
Of course, that was Michael Munro and Relationship Wrecked from his 1996 album, Peace of Mind. I know I've missed weddings, christenings, anniversaries and other family get-togethers to satisfy my musical cravings, and Mrs A has been more than accommodating when I've suddenly taken off for a gig or two. But the 14th of February is the one day that we do like to go out just us for a nice meal and a drink or two. Uh, going back to the hit priest for a second, as you know, I am a fully paid up member of the Spasm Gang. And uh, whilst I was watching the Anti Nowhere League documentary on Amazon Pride called We Are the League, I spotted on current league guitarist Tommy H's denim cut off a fuck the hit priest patch. Uh, after sharing a picture of the scene on the Spasm Gang members' exclusive Facebook page, I was surprised at the lack of love for the league. Maybe it was uh, the misrepresentation of a couple of tracks that were originally omitted from the band's fifth album, Kings and Queens. Who knows? However, their first album is outstanding in a fuck you, fuck everything you stand for, and uh, if you don't like us, fuck off, and then fuck off some more kind of way. Uh, the next album... Perfect Crime yeah, was perfectly dreadful, and their most recent album, League Style Volume 1, for me, yeah, it's a no-no. Uh, my favourite track of theirs is uh, For You, that wasn't on We Are The League. Uh, it was a song that I took to my alleged punk band to jam and possibly come alive. As you might recall, on episode 721, I was swiftly shown the door. For you, I shall give. <laughs> a fully paid up Spasm Gang member you will already be aware that the band's next single was up for pre-order in the middle of this week. One original in the shape and form of Drink To My Demons from the Stand For Nothing sessions and one cover courtesy of Adam and the Ants and Press Darling. 
Speedo Wax Records will be releasing a picture disc that looks like the worst pizza ever. Prawns, mussels and rice. Yeah, I know it's not a pizza, but at first glance, yeah, you know how my mind works. The Spasm Gang member version comes with a set of four priest beer mats. get off my hip priest trip as you might think that i like them or something now the huntingtons like the ramones now let me rephrase that the huntingtons love the ramones it's a fact they freely admit and i say more power to them last friday the band released their brand spanking new record the impossible for me to pronounce mutual carcel all rock and roll or in english god blimey mary poppins I think it's dead jail or rock and roll. I say the band come across as the Ramones. Uh, and to be honest, I prefer someone's take on a classic band over whatever masquerades as chart music any day of the week. But the track, Bottom of the Bottle, sounds like Jay Ramone fronting early ACDC. <laughs>
you know, I like demos. I like to hear how songs evolve from their embryonic state into the fully formed tune. Hence, when a band fan funds one of their releases, if there's an option to purchase the demos, I'm all over it like a rash. Currently looking forward to hearing Duncan Reed and the Big Heads demos for their up-and-coming fourth album. Anyway, The Damned, as you might expect, uh, feature large in my demo collection, sadly... The band have never officially released any of them. I'm not counting Dan, but not forgotten. Even though I have suggested this as an extra revenue stream to the Red Buried one. Finally, again to the point, is that uh, new onto the interwebs is Those Eyes by Monty Oxymoron, keyboardist with the aforementioned Damned. Said song was demoed for potential inclusion on the Damned's Evil Spirits album, but didn't quite make it. Although playing on the track is Monty, Captain Pinch and Stu. So basically the Damned minus Dave. Bit like all those RMS bootleg recordings from 79 to 80 that have been doing the rounds. The interesting thing uh, about the demo for uh, Evil Spirits is that Paul Gray mentioned at the time that he was sent the songs to learn for the recording minus the bass tracks. I guess it was done saying you know, not to influence him. The other thing that uh, is interesting is that Stu, although he obviously was soon to leave, was still actively involved in the band.
staying with the damn for a moment, Dave Burke, original Johnny Moped drummer, and the man who replaced Rat Scabies in 77 before John Moss took over, has just released his first solo album under the Dave Burke 5 moniker. Joining Dave is Mickey Jamison, formerly of the Beaujolais Brothers and the Lamberth Boys. Now, back in the midst of anti-social media, I recall a Dave Burke Facebook page circa 2011 with the band doing a couple of gigs in Bryan in December of that year and if you know where to look you can hear studio versions of them covering White Wedding Everybody's Talking Babylon's Burning and The Laughing Gnome Fast forward nine years Facebook page is gone as with the covers but hitting the real and not virtual record shops is cancelled that consists of 14 eclectic tracks 15 if you count the mystery unaccredited track at the end of side two. Yes, this is a vinyl-only release. No download code, so if you haven't a turntable, yeah, you're going to miss out big time, especially as it's limited to only 300 copies that are available from Damaged Goods Records. Not one song is representative of this album. All are different uh, from the opening, Shameless, which could be a reworking of uh, What Do You with a drunken sailor, the reggae of The Sound of the Free, uh, to something Dr Feelgood would be proud of in Don't Tell Me Lies. The uh, closest thing, anything remotely to Johnny Moped, is Disco Bingo. That sounds like Johnny has decided to follow D.D. Ramone down the D.D. King rap route. The unaccredited song, for which, uh, for argument's sake, I'm going to call Here Comes the Tickle Monster is a fantastic song for kids to sing along to. You really need to get hold of a copy. Of course, the difficulty for me is to select a song to air because, as I mentioned, whatever I would play would be unrepresentative of the album. So, for your consideration, this is Ruin.
New Music and Marvel have just unleashed a new four-track EP called Marvelous. Two of the songs have already aired. That will be Public School 75 and indeed the title track. The first track on said EP is Amazo that had me thinking of Iron Maiden. See what you think. <laughs> Listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up.
straight after Marvel and Amaze. Oh, for clarity and comparison, I played the Soundhouse Tapes version of Maiden's Prowler. So, right on to this week's live shenanigans, which will last Saturday up at the Forum in Kentish Town for the double headlining gig of the Wild Hearts and the Backyard Babies with CKY opening proceedings. Now, last week I mentioned that I uh, hope I got there in time as the doors opened at 6 o'clock, with me foolishly thinking that the gig was ending about you know, 10 o'clock because of some club afterwards, even if the ticket said curfew 11pm. I was wrong, ticket was right. The doors were open early, so everyone could get inside in time to see CKY. I still have visions of getting into the Astoria when the babies were supporting Monster Magnet, only to witness their one set song of backstabber as the powers that be deemed the start of their gig was at the exact time the doors would be opening, meaning if you weren't at the front, like myself, Mrs A and the Squirrel, you wouldn't see them, which in the event a few did. So more power to the O2 Forum for making sure people were able to see CKY if they wanted to. Uh, I'd heard of the band, but nothing by them. And from a graphic artist's point of view, uh, I had been put off them because their logo looked a cross between Aussie and Enough's Enough's. I'm sorry, that's just the way I am. Seeing them live for the first time, uh, I was dismayed to discover that they are a two-piece. Guitar, vocals and drummer with uh, the third member. A laptop. As I said before, the minimum member for a band is three. Drums, guitar and bass. Anything less is doing someone out of a job. Plus... This means the drummer has to play to a click track. To be fair, uh, I do turn blind eye through gritted teeth to bands that use minimal backing tapes to replicate how they sound in the studio on stage. Anyway, after Googling a CKY last Sunday, I discovered that they did actually have a bassist up until sometime last year. Maybe they're still looking for his replacement and want to keep playing live, uh, which I think you'll agree is fair enough. Did I enjoy him? Uh, I guess I did, as I didn't feel the urge to retreat to the overpriced bar. Uh, and what's this with these two pint glasses? Obviously, it saves time queuing at the bar. Yeah, just not at the toilets. Uh, I probably wouldn't go out my way to see CKY headlining on their own. Uh, I guess it would depend on the support act. Saying that, though, I did go and get their last album, The Phoenix, to play you something on this evening's show and found it the perfect record to cycle to in the morning. Uh, once I put the full stops between the letters so my FIA music player uh, would recognise it. Uh, for your music consideration, this is Lies From You. <laughs>
Once upon a time in... Oh, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Once upon a time in April 2004, the Wild Hearts and the Backyard Babies were going to tour the UK together. I still have the fly for Hammersmith Palais gig uh, for Monday the 19th, sadly, for reasons of which have been lost in the midst of time. Uh, it never materialised. Uh, 16 years later, with lineup changes for the Wild Hearts and hiatuses on both counts, it has finally happened. For whatever rationale, the babies are always judged on their groundbreaking second album, Total 13. It got me into them, got me flying to New York City for the US launch party for said album. But like Guns N' Roses, there'll never be another appetite for destruction. Enjoy it, get over it and move on to the next release, in my opinion. The Babies haven't released a dodgy album. Yes, some songs on some records might not be full-on adrenaline rush, but for the Backyard Babies, that's not what it's all about. Some of it, yes. All of it, no. Uh, one thing I think everybody who has seen The Babies live uh, is that, uh, and sadly was no exception, can agree on, is that uh, they put on one heck of a show. I'm going to sound hypocritical here. But I could have done without the acoustic numbers. Live, it needs to be full-on adrenaline rush. Yeah, I'll shut up now. just a band they really are a community now i'm going to shock and surprise you so you better be sitting down but on saturday i only briefly saw them i heard them full pelt but i spent 98 percent of their set in the forums upstairs bar after the baby set 
for which uh, I was nearly down the front with the squirrel and baby's uber fan Alla, who actually was down the front, we retired to the aforementioned upstairs bar to catch up to the fat of the land. As soon as the Wild Hearts hit the stage, I tried to re-enter downstairs. Two strides back through the downstairs doors. Yeah, that was as far as I could get. Uh, legging it back upstairs, past my bewildered-looking colleagues, into the balcony, I discovered that uh, there was no seats. Yeah, no view. So I resumed my seat back with the others, fleetingly darting back up and as when it was necessary. You're probably going to say, possibly couldn't give an accurate account of the Wild Hearts set. Yeah, and I'll give you that. However, what I heard was nothing short of phenomenal. And seeing a packed theatre bouncing up and down was a joy to behold. It's just a shame I couldn't see the band. Mind you, saying that, I could see that Danny was sporting a Sham 69 t-shirt with Ginger wearing a Discharge one.
Wild Hearts gig is like a family reunion, with even that weird uncle turning up. During a change over times, it was catch-up time. And at the end of the evening, it took me at least 30 minutes to leave the forum because we'd bump into people that we needed to chat to. One, during the course of the whole evening, was David Williams. Evening, Dave. Uh, whilst he was moving like a parallelogram, he called out that on episode 721, I said that the Yo-Yos had released only the one album, Ups and Downers, and how I was wrong, as he had a second but didn't want to out me on Facebook to save my blushes. The next time he passed by, I remonstrated that I was right. No second album from the Yo-Yos, only an EP. Even Cargo Main Man John, who was close to hand, was unable to clarify things. Sunday was spent with us toing and froing on anti-social media, posting links to websites, strengthening each of our claims. In the end, it came down to me messaging Rich Jones, who played on the disputed Giving Up, Giving Up, seven-track recording. His answer swiftly came back that it was indeed an EP. My victory was short-lived, as the squirrel informed me, that it was neither as an EP is four to six tracks and an album is nine plus unless it's a weird drawn out prog affair. So finishing things off this week are unsurprisingly the yo-yos and the rock and roll commandments from the giving up, giving up EP. Until next week, take it easy. The rock and roll commandments. Hotel bills for although cliche and expensive.